listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of ESL Talk. In this episode, we're going to be talking about teaching English to Spanish-speaking professionals and our special guest Charlie is going to join us to talk all about how he does this effectively and how he's actually built a business teaching Spanish-speaking professionals online. First of all, just want to say thank you for your great um, engagement and interaction with our episode last week, which was getting started in the ESL industry with our guest Erica. Um, she really enjoyed being a part of it. And thank you so much for all of your feedback and comments on that episode. But today we're switching gears and we're going to find out all about Spanish-speaking professionals specifically. Charlie's going to talk to us about how he helps students communicate effectively in their workplaces, strategies for breaking down language barriers, how to help learners improve pronunciation, build vocabulary and gain confidence. This is really important for us teaching our students online as well. So whether you're a beginner or an experienced teacher, um, hopefully the interview will be really helpful for you and give you some insights on this huge market because there are a lot of speakers, Spanish speakers um, living in Europe and in Latin America who really need help improving their English skills. So hopefully you can learn something from this and you might even think about teaching Spanish speaking professionals as well. So before we get into the interview, just a shout out to our sponsor, esl-curriculum.com, which offers 600 plus interactive ESL lessons that are ready to go. Simply sign up for your two-week free trial at esl-curriculum.com. You can access all the courses there, whether you teach speaking, writing, kids, business English, or IELTS, you are covered with all those ready-to-go lessons. Just sign up and you're good to go. And if you haven't already, feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify. Um, you can leave us a review if you enjoy what you hear. It really helps us to grow and to continue um, creating new content for you every week. And also, if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, we're always um, on the lookout for new guests. Uh, we have a really long list, which is great, so we can keep producing content regularly. You can just go to our website, esl-talk.com, where you can click the link at the top, be a guest. You can fill in a couple of short details and then we can arrange a time to meet for you to talk about 
what it is you love in the world of ESL teaching or in education. So we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to be a guest, feel free to let us know. And then finally, if you're not following us on Instagram yet, feel free to do so at ESL Talk Podcast. And also on YouTube, we have all of our previous episodes now available for you on YouTube, along with some other video um, clips and little um, extra bonuses for you there. So you can just find us on YouTube at ESL Talk Podcast, and you can find all our episodes there for free as well. So we're now going to bring in our guest today, Charlie, who's going to talk to us specifically on how he teaches English to Spanish-speaking professionals. So let's get started. Here we go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, there we go. Hi, Charlie. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good. It's good to uh, learn a little bit from you today and to talk a little bit more about how to teach English to Spanish speaking professionals. So um, first of all, Charlie, could you just tell us a little bit about you and your journey in teaching so far? Yeah, so um, I essentially, uh, well, I'm from Chicago uh, originally, and uh, in college, I studied journalism. Um, and I worked as a journalist. And then right after that, uh, when I was 22, I moved to Costa Rica and it was originally not necessary. I mean, uh, teaching English was more of like a way to, you know, have a job, be there. And the main intention was to learn Spanish to then be able to go back to the United States and, and have an advantage in, in journalism in that market. And then I ended up staying there for three years. So that plan didn't, <laughs> didn't go as planned. Um, but, 
Yeah. Um, I got my TEFL certificate. I did kind of the traditional route of working at a language school. Um, and then there, there came a point in the pandemic where I ended up leaving the language school. I worked there for about a year and a half. Um, and, uh, you know, I had somewhat of an advantage because I'm a language learner myself. I speak Spanish, um, Portuguese, and I'm, uh, kind of in the middle of learning German right now. And so when I ended up leaving the language school, um, you know, I could do, you know, advertising and communication to people that were in Costa Rica in their native language. And so that kind of paved the way to having my own company. And again, for a while, it was mainly just to, to keep working and staying in Costa Rica. And then um, I think, you know, maybe about a year and a half ago is when I really started taking things seriously and got on social media, Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, also some online platforms, italki, Cambly. And now, now more than anything, I have kind of my independent students um, but, uh, yeah, I'm still on, I'm still on italki a little bit and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my journey right now. The structure of my business is kind mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, I have a members club. That's where all my students are kind of collected and they get access to these weekly online lessons. And then, uh, yeah, you can, you can get into like group courses and private courses as well, which are a little bit you know, it's more of an investment, but they get, you know, not only digital courses, coaching sessions, they also get everything that, you know, the members get. And uh, I'm starting a conversation club soon. So that's going to be cool. But yeah, that's kind of my journey. And, you know, um, that's where I'm at right now. So that's a little bit of an introduction. No, that's great. And it seems like you followed the footprint that a lot of us did. Didn't really want to be teachers per se, but just got into it, fell into it and, and made it our passion and, and grew something. And like you said, you started on the online platforms and more and more you're transitioning away from them to doing your own business, which is what we've talked about in a lot of episodes. So it's good to hear yeah. that you're uh, following that trajectory. Um, so you work a lot, obviously, with Spanish speaking professionals, working people, adults. So first of all, when they come to you for help, for guidance, what are you finding are the main challenges or the main difficulties that these kinds of students are having? Yeah, it's it's interesting because in, in Latin America, there's like different categories of language learners. I mean, most people in Latin America don't speak English really at all. And so there's some people that that come and they, they say, hey, I want to learn English like from zero or from maybe step one, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's this other category of, you know, professionals who speak English uh, to a certain extent, but they don't feel as comfortable in the workplace. They just want to, you know, get from maybe a B2 to a C1 or a high level to a comfortable level or flu they say fluent level. And I, I try to push them away from that type of, you know, mm -hmm. language um, and tell them that they already speak fluently because most of them already do. Uh, but that's usually that's usually the case and more more than anything it's people who work with companies and they have to speak in english and right. they can do it but they don't always feel you know comfortable and confident about it yeah no, that's a that's a great point and i've found that myself with with um people that i've worked with from latin america their conversational english is great maybe just you know the accuracy of certain vocabulary or pronunciation which is what i which is what i wanted to ask you about because i find um and i'm sure you have two spanish-speaking students even though we can understand pretty much everything they say, they really struggle with some parts of pronunciation. Now, obviously, that's because of the the sounds and the linguistic makeup of Spanish. But what are some things that you can do or that you try with students to help them with their pronunciation? Are there any specific things you like to do? Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, there's 
I basically break it down into two types of methods. Like you have the macro method of, you know, what are the sounds like in Spanish and what are the sounds like in English, comparing them, mm -hmm. um, showing them examples. So, you know, one of the common ones I, I see is like, you know, the, the SH and CH, people yes. kind of get them confused. A lot of my students at first say Charlie instead of Charlie. Right. And, uh, you know, they they actually have the CH sound in Spanish. And so I mm -hmm. just tell them, hey, you know, pretend you're saying chancho or chicharron and and then they'll say, oh, OK, Charlie. And it's it's easy. So I think, um, you know, for me, the adv the advantage of knowing Spanish really helps with saying, hey, you know, this pattern, it actually is pronounced like this. Um, and then on a micro level, you know, when it's just words, I will usually, um, you know, if they mispronounce a word, I will write the word, I will write out the syllables and then like bold in or yeah, put in bold, like the, the stress of the word. Yes. And usually that's kind of the, usually that will be enough for them. I'll, I'll repeat it. And, uh, yeah, but a lot of, a lot of times like Spanish, like the, some of the constructions of words are quite similar to English, but the stress of the word is very different. Um, and they have a more consistent stress pattern, like pronunciation in Spanish makes a lot of sense. In English, it, it makes almost zero sense. That's and true. so to individually show them like, hey, you know, here the stress is on the last syllable. They're already saying, you know, the word pretty close, we can understand it. And so, you know, just mm -hmm. those short corrections, I do those too. Right. And I, I guess, like you said, learning Spanish and going through that process helps you kind of give them the right information to compare the, the two the differences in structures 100%. as well. Yeah. So the biggest issue I faced is confidence. So a lot of, you know, my clients that I've worked with, they need to lead meetings, they need to do interviews, they have to do, you know, um, back and forth with maybe clients in the States or Canada or the UK. And they really feel that they don't have the confidence to do that. So what are some tips that you might use with your students to help them feel more confident or have the confidence they need to to do these different tasks? Yeah, I just simulate the situation that they have with them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty straightforward. But, you know, to give you an example, I have a, I have a client who he works in. Uh, he works in the restaurant business and he speaks with providers. He took a handful yeah. of English classes and you know, a lot of the teachers were like, you know, you need to learn the grammar first. You need to learn the vocab first. Um, and then we can like talk about what you're doing for work. And yes. he came to me and I was like, all right, you talk to providers. All right, let's, um, what, what does the provider do? What does the provider say? And so then we just do a, a little role play. It takes five minutes. Yep. I give him some corrections, some feedback, do it again, do it again, do it again. We do it five times. And then tomorrow he speaks to the provider. He's like, I practiced this five times yesterday. Like exactly. I know how to do it. And then they the my clients will usually come back to me and be like, yeah, it, it went better. And sometimes there's nerves. Like I, I get it. That is sometimes easier said than done. Um, but you know, I, I I will tell my clients like, hey, you know, you're you're not you're never going to be as prepared as you want to be for that situation. So, you know, at, usually after the first two or three or four meetings that they have, they the the nerves go a little bit away. You know, they never fully go away. Yeah, sure. But um, you know, just simulating the situation that's like it's not even like a tip or a hack. It's it's just like practical, and then they can go to work and do the situation. Yeah, and like you just mentioned, other teachers don't pick up on that and don't think, oh, maybe we should just start with task-based learning, applying what you already know to the situations you need it for. It's, uh, you know, you, you can have grammar or you can have vocabulary as a component of that, but essentially let's just 
practice what you need it for and, and it, it makes perfect sense. So this is something that I think a lot of teachers need to do when they first start to meet learners is what do they need it for and how can they start to apply it and to improve those skills and confidence as well. Um, so again, like, you know, I, I've, I've talked to you a little bit before, Charlie, and I've, I've looked at what you offer. You have some really great offerings for your adult learners. How do you create engaging, relevant materials? Like, how do you put your materials together and how do you create those lessons in a professional setting to meet the needs of your students? Yeah, it, I mean, I think before creating a, a course or a, um, or a challenge or any type of, you know, material that you're going to use with students, you need to understand what the student needs. And that's something right. that, you know, at the beginning, you know, we all start out not really knowing because it's we're starting, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I felt pretty comfortable after about three years teaching Spanish speakers. Um, you would just see the same cases one after another, after another, after another. It, and and from there, I, I kind of took like, what are the problems that they face? And then how can we solve them? Mm -hmm. And so again, it, it, it's, it was a very practical approach where, you know, I, I have a background in, you know, traditional English teaching. I can explain grammar, vocab, uh, pronunciation. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's, you know, taking the situations that your students or clients are facing and then being able to solve them. So for the case of Spanish speaking professionals, um, you know, it's, it's usually meetings and emails. Uh, and then there's, yeah, there's cultural differences as well. So I'll, I'll take sure. time to explain that as well. And then at the end of the program that I have, we, uh, I have an option if they want to do, you know, resume review and job interview practice as well. So it ends up being a pretty short, like, you know, three months, three to four months, maybe. Um, right. but you know, if you, they end up learning a ton because it's more related to, you know, what they do. And so I find that, you know, if, I do that. I combine like a, that in like a digital course with the one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions where we do the personalized training. And, uh, you know, that you don't really have to engage people like professionals that are trying to get better at their job and you're simulating their situations. I don't find myself trying to like make my students speak. Like they usually want to practice that situation so they can feel more comfortable. So yes. I found that, you know, just keeping it simple and relevant to the students' needs is is the best idea, and then practicing their situations. Yeah, great advice, and I like that way that you've approached it. Of here's the digital stuff that you have that I can help you with. Here's the one to one to help you personally, and then you can put all that together in a in a great little kind of took a while to get time. there. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. it's a great approach, and um, I like the way again. What is it that you need? How can I help you and how can I apply it to what you need specifically? So um, you talked a little bit about your course and your programs, which, you know, again, I've, I've mentioned are, are really effective and look like they're really useful. How do you use technology or how do you incorporate technology um, into, is there anything specific that you think this technology or this tool works well for Spanish speakers or is it just a general way that you look at it? Um, I think, yeah, I don't know if I have anything specific, but there are, um, there are a handful of methods that I personally use. So my members club is a, is on like my website and it's a, mm -hmm. a new class each week. And so often it's really nice. Uh, originally I created the club more for people like to take a new class each week, but more and more I'm seeing like, you know, I can use it with my, with my one-on-one -on -one clients. So let's say, you know, we're, we're studying, you know, emails. And, uh, and I've got a client who just, who's not asking questions in the correct way. I can say, Hey, like after class, check out this module in the members club. We, we look Perfect. at questions, do those exercises. Um, and so that's kind of like 
it's not necessarily a plat. I mean, it is a platform, but it's my platform. And, uh, you know, I've used, I use that. And then the other thing I like to do is, uh, I have a private course. That's a fluency accelerator course. That's what it's called. And in the first class, what I like to do with the, with the client or the student is, you know, take the hobbies and habits that they have in their native language and replicate them into English and replicate is the important part, not replace because that's not sustainable. They're always going to consume content in yes. their uh, native language. And so, you know, we do a guided search. I have a document um, like an Excel sheet that we go through a guided search of, you know, where are they spending time on social media? You know, what type of content are they consuming? All right. And then we're going to look, we're going to look at how we can do that in English. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that that for me has proven very effective and i used to just give students the tip hey like do things in english that you're doing in your native language and it's and they're like, oh yeah that's that's pretty simple but you know now that i go through it with students they understand it a lot more and right. so you know one example i'm learning german right now i've applied this method to my german listening where i i wanted to listen to a podcast i like podcasts um and i was a journalist i used to be a journalist and so I, I like news podcasts and I searched, you know, German news podcasts and you'll see a lot of results. You know, there's a ton of podcasts I listened to the first one. Didn't really like it. The second one, I, it, it was cool, but it was really long and it was not really something that I could do every day. Mm -hmm. And after about three or four, um, I found one that was about 13 minutes every day. You know, I could listen Perfect. to it in the morning. And, but it took like 45 minutes to get there, which most, when I, when I re I realized like, you know, most students, if you just tell them a tip and they go 45 minutes and it doesn't work, they're not yeah. going to continue with it. True. But I'm, I say like, Hey, you know, I spent 45 minutes to find a habit that I've been practicing for a year and a half now. Like it, yes. it is worth it. So that's why I try to walk through it with, with each uh, client and find it like on the platform that they're already using because then they will subconsciously open the platform and be practicing English and it won't really feel like homework. And so I mm -hmm. think like in terms of technology, I prefer to find the student where they're already at. Um, you know, I've tried to introduce new technologies into, uh, you know, my programs and with they've had varying success levels. But, you know, if the student's already using that platform it's such an easy you know it's a slam dunk so hey you know on that yeah. platform we're going to find something in english so it appears when you open it every day amazing and that's good yeah this is something we always say don't reinvent the wheel just improve what you already have right. and just use what you already have which is which is great advice um okay wonderful so obviously you've worked with a lot of students you've been at this for a few years now um are there any particular success stories or notable achievements of your students that come to mind where you're like wow I played a part in helping the student do this, or I was able to play a role in helping a student to do that. What comes to your mind? Yeah, I I have actually, I have a handful, um, thankfully. And because I work with like professionals, it's, they're all kind of like, you know, tangible. They're like material achievements. And so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've had a one student who he was an engineer and uh you know he ended up becoming a senior engineer because he was able to speak english uh and it, it was a lot of it was a confidence thing where mm -hmm. you know i always tell my students and clients hey you know any opportunity you have at work you know at, tell your boss hey I, I'm, I'm interested in sitting in on english meetings and you know eventually that leads to and most people are very shy and so if you're the one that says hey i'm interested 
you know, this this particular student, he's sat in a couple meetings and he led a meeting. Then he he's gotten promotions since. And now, Amazing. you know, he's the go to guy. And that story has rep has replicated five or six times just because it's a, a lot of times in these companies, it's people who have a certain level of English. And yes, yes you know, your your level is, is a certain, um, you know, that is a certain that determines a little bit of who's going to be leading the meeting. But oftentimes it's the confidence. If I say, hey, just go in there, ask your boss if you can go to the meetings, if you can lead the meetings um, or, uh, you know, participate at least in the English meetings. And that usually works pretty well. Um, and I've had a handful of students as well who have gotten like we will uh, will practice English job interviews. They end up getting jobs. That's that's quite common. Um, you know, simulating the answers that that they would have. And then, you know, just going the extra mile, similar to, you know, asking to sit in on meetings, say, hey, you know, feel free to, you know, you can make a short, a three page presentation of why you want to work at the company, send it to the boss. It's in English. It we do, it takes 10 minutes to do and and you're the only one who did it. And so oftentimes, you know, you go the extra mile without, you know, of course you have to look at the amount of effort that you're doing. You don't want to be spending 20 hours on, you know, going the extra mile. Um, but those types of things with, you know, consistent English practice have usually led to, to good results. And so actually, um, when you, when you leave the links to, you know, my socials, uh, the, the listeners can see on my, um, on my members club page, a handful of, uh, testimonials, results from students, students who've gotten jobs and new opportunities. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. It's great. And, these little things you they might not even realize oh yeah that does make sense and just by opening their eyes to that you could hopefully have a really positive impact on their lives um, going forward so we do have a lot of listeners who do speak uh, do teach spanish-speaking um, students or professionals so what advice what are some tips that you'd have for them maybe they're just starting out in the journey or they're kind of new to it um what advice would you share with them to help them be successful um learn Spanish. <laughs> I think that's, a, <laughs> yeah, that's the most, I don't know. I, I, I know that there's this continuous debate of, you know, whether to use the, the native language in, in an English mm -hmm. class or not. Um, but, you know, Spanish is such a big, it's an enormous language. So many learners speak the language and, and just mm -hmm. from a marketing side, I mean, even the ones yeah. that speak English, they come to me in Spanish first. And yes. so, you know, that's one of the languages where, you know, you you really should learn it if you're going to teach Spanish speakers uh, and especially like, you know, if you're teaching them more refined things. And there's enough English speakers who do speak Spanish that, you know, if you don't Very learn true. Spanish, you might be at a disadvantage because mm -hmm. a lot of Spanish speakers will seek out English speakers who speak some Spanish. So I think yeah. that's the most important part. And then from there, you know, just being being organized and understanding the cultural differences. Like for me, um, you know, in, in Costa Rica, it's very common where, you know, if you're making plans with someone, um, the other person might not come on time and they might not tell you. And for me, like I that's like one of my pet peeves. I really, really don't like that. Um, and especially in business, in business, I, I, I see it as disrespectful. Um, but, you know, if you're going to be teaching and this goes with any culture. You have to understand the nuances of the culture. And, and when you teach those people, you have to be prepared for those situations. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done, you know, I have these, I have about five or six policies of like, hey, here's the late policy. Here's the attendance policy. Here's the Wi-Fi policy. If the policy, go, if the Wi-Fi goes out, here's the payment policy. 
And that way you're protecting yourself against, you know, if someone shows up later, if they don't come to class or if, you know, they let you know that they can't come to class five minutes before, you know, you're protected in some way against it. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and almost all of my, you know, this, this happened at the beginning of my business where a lot of people, they would not tell me that they're not coming to class or they would come to class late or they wouldn't, uh, you know, they wouldn't want to pay for a class they didn't come to. Uh, and, you know, it was, I was always facing this, like, oh, what do I do? Do I refund the class? Do I have them not pay? Like, do I still charge them? Once I created those policies, it is it has never been a question. And the students understand it, too. They're very understanding. I show them that on the, on the first day, I send them a welcome sheet with, you know, here's your goals, here's the course, and here are the policies. Um, we go through them together. And so everything is, you know, completely clear and yeah, I think that in in for any type of uh, English teaching business, uh, you know, with any type of client, I think it's good to have policies. But this was one where you know I, I I saw a pattern, and so I said, hey, you know, there's this is the policy. You know, you get one chance. Like if you don't tell me and you don't show up, hey, you know, you get one excuse, you one chance to. You know, everybody has emergencies, but after that, you know, it's my time. I was here, so. You know, I, I think the two things, yeah, the two things I would say is, you know, learn Spanish and then, you know, have some type of policies and, and organization. Yeah. Sounds good. Good advice. Good advice. So finally, then, um, how can our listeners connect with you? How can they find out more about what you do? Um, what would be the best way to get in touch with you, Charlie? Yeah, so um, I'm on Insta. I think Instagram would probably be the best way I'm at uh, profe underscore Charlie profe and P-R-O-F-E. And, um, yeah, I'm sure you'll leave the, the links in the description. Yep, I'll I put them underneath. And, yep. Yeah. So, so, and on there, uh, I have a link tree in my, in my bio, so you can check out the members club newsletter. Um, con like you can have a free consultation if you're interested in, in courses and classes and yeah, for any of the teachers who, you know, they just want more perspective, like send me a message. I'm happy to, Amazing. happy to talk. Appreciate that. And that's great. And I like what you said before about learning Spanish, because a lot of the content you post, you either post it speaking Spanish with English subtitles or vice versa. And then that just helps you appeal to a much wider base mm -hmm. of potential clients, which I really like as well. Awesome. I'll yeah. drop all the links in the description below, but it was a really uh, interesting chat and to know more about Spanish speakers as well. So thanks for your time, Charlie. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Daniel. It was a good time. Okay, so there you have it. Thank you so much, Charlie, for sharing your expertise and insights into teaching Spanish-speaking professionals. Um, I will drop the link to his Instagram and to his uh, Members Club page so you can see how he does things and how he um, successfully teaches uh, lots of Spanish speakers every single month. So that was Charlie and that was today's episode. Before you do go, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram if you haven't already and ESL Talk Podcast. You can also visit our website and apply to be a member on a future episode. Just go to esl-talk.com and you can find the link there. Be a guest, um, fill in some information. You can also find out more about myself and Faye, the hosts, as well as looking at all our previous episodes for free from all the last five seasons. We also have a link there to our YouTube, so do feel free to subscribe to us on YouTube um, if you prefer listening or watching that way as well. Um, and then finally, don't forget to check out our partner, esl-curriculum.com. That's crystal clear ESL, where you can get access to 600 plus ready-made, ready-prepared ESL um, classes, and it covers all different types of English that you might teach online. So if you teach speaking, writing, 
IELTS, kids, or business, we've got you covered with a free two-week trial and over 600-plus interactive lessons ready to go straight out of the gate. All right, that is it for this week. We'll be back again for another brand new episode next week. Thank you so much for your support and we'll see you soon. Thanks, bye-bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.